Since 1987, the South Dakota Community Foundation has been bringing philanthropy to life for a stronger South Dakota by connecting generous people and charitable nonprofits in our state. This podcast features inspiring stories from donor, community, advisor, and nonprofit partners invested in creating an improved South Dakota for generations to come. Hi, my name is Ginger Neiman. I'm the Senior Program Officer at the South Dakota Community Foundation. On today's episode, I speak with Black Hill Special Services Executive Deputy Director, Dr. Pam Lang, and Lost and Found's Executive Director and CEO, Eric Mucky, whose organizations were awarded the 2023 Bush Prize South Dakota. The Bush Prize Award celebrates organizations that are highly valued within their communities and have a track record of successful community problem solving. It is a recognition of the transformational impact these organizations are having throughout South Dakota. These winners are bringing communities together to think bigger and differently about their approach to solving problems in innovative and collaborative ways. Black House Special Services Co-op received the maximum award of $500,000 and Lost and Found received $185,000. We discuss the amazing ways these nonprofits are impacting the lives of South Dakotans and how the Bush Prize will expand their impact. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy the episode. Well, hello. Welcome to both of you. Let's get started with some brief introductions today. Pam, why don't you go first? Thanks, Ginger, and thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Pam Lang, and I am the Deputy Executive Director of Black Hill Special Services Cooperative. Um, we're very honored to be here today with Ginger and Eric to talk about the Bush Prize and some of the great work that's happening. Hey, everybody. Eric Mucky, CEO of Lost and Found. Uh, just like Pam, very glad to be here representing Lost and Found. Uh, with our friends at Black Hill Special Services and South Dakota Community Foundation to talk about the Bush Prize and the impact it's going to have in South Dakota. That's great. Pam, the Bush Prize is for organizations that have a culture of innovation. Tell us about your organization's mission and impact across South Dakota and how that work is innovative. Thanks, uh, Ginger. Well, Black Hill Special Services Cooperative is an educational cooperative that provides services to individuals really uh, across the state and even nationally. Um, our uh, mission is really all about helping individuals reach their highest potential. And so we do that through many different innovative ways. One of the processes and projects that we've been working on around community and family engagement through our statewide family engagement center, we've been working with um, many of the, the different tribal entities and schools to um, host what we call focus groups that are bringing um, educators and families and students together to really talk about um, the great things that are actually happening in schools in ways that, uh, in additional ways maybe, that families can come and help support and be a part of the culture and create the culture uh, within their community and within their school. Yeah, that's just fantastic. Eric, I'm going to ask you the same question. You know, tell us a bit about your organization's mission and impact in South Dakota and how Lost and Found has been innovative in that work. Yeah, so Lost and Found is the region's largest youth and young adult suicide prevention and post-vention nonprofit, uh, which is a lot of words to say. We focus on 
uh, ways that are going to help prevent suicide and support suicide loss survivors for our state. Uh, much of our work has been focused on ages 10 to 34 and, and even further still, a lot of that work as an organization has been focused on supporting college age students. And so whether that's uh, technical colleges like Western Dakota Tech or uh, four-year universities like the University of South Dakota, um, we've really um, taken the innovative approach to find um, programs that meet gaps uh, in the mental health ecosystem in South Dakota. And you know what that's looked like as far as our work over the past 13 years is been building one of the first peer mentorship programs for college students, uh, specifically focusing on non-clinical mental health needs. We've really been at the forefront in many ways of trying to meet gaps in mental health needs, uh, but also really trying to elevate the needs of, of youth and young adults. Um, suicide is the leading cause of death for South Dakotans under the age of 29. Uh, and that's new. That's that's within the past three years. And so I think about the need has really grown dramatically over the past 10 to 15 years, but the pandemic really um, poured gas on a fire that was already burning. Um, like I said, the the position we're in as an organization is, is really uh, powerful and impactful. And, and at a time when it's needed most, we're just grateful to be in the position we're in. Yeah, a lot of innovative work that's being done at Lost and Found. And I'm going to shift over to you again. Blackwell um, Special Services Co-op serves 12 school districts. What are some of those unique challenges and problem solving you face in serving such a broad range of communities within the state of South Dakota? Yes, we, we're very fortunate. We um, are established in Western South Dakota with a 12 member uh, school districts, but we uh, also, again, provide statewide services. So I would say um, our challenges uh, really have been, especially uh, in the education system, is working in very remote uh, rural uh, communities and also in our highest uh, population of Rapid City. And then we are also working on our, our uh, on our nine native nations within South Dakota. So um, really when we go and, and are working with our, our schools and families and students, we have to look very uniquely at each situation within each school district. So we uh, really are not a one size fits all. We take all of our innovative approaches and resources and capacity that we have and we work alongside the schools, um, alongside the communities, and we have to look at the unique individual needs of some of those communities. Yeah, so that's fantastic. Um, Pam, what was your reaction when you received the call that you were a Bush Prize winner? <laughs> well, Ginger, you guys called me on my birthday, so I said it was the greatest birthday gift that we could uh, receive. We were very humbled and very honored. We know that there were um, many different uh, organizations that read that um, you know applied for this, and and we were we were just so very grateful and thankful. We're excited to continue to make that impact across South Dakota, and with some of these monies, we're able to we will be able to you know provide some of these services. We have a lot of different school districts that are um, on the waiting list just because we don't have the capacity and. To, to reach all of those districts that are asking for some of the great work that we're doing. So we're very excited that we can um, add some team members to, to build the capacity uh, in this process, but um, just uh, very humbled to be able to take uh, take this gift and, and continue to make an impact across South Dakota. Eric, 
how has Lost and Found grown over the years since its forming by high school students? And how did that start your pattern of innovative solutions for the organization? I have to say, I think um, if you would have told me that a Facebook group from 2007 would have turned into a viable nonprofit in South Dakota, I probably would have laughed. Um, you know, I, I say this with all all the, the care and love I can. I think when we were starting this organization as a group of five 18 year olds, um, you know, pardon my French, I don't know if we knew what the hell we were doing. Um, but I think the most important thing you can really say is that's probably why things turned out. Um, that audacity is really, I think, what drove something really critical in the mental health ecosystem in South Dakota that was probably missing, um, that student-led emphasis, that um, that sort of, I guess, movement that only starts once in a once in a grand while. Um, and so I think really the the pattern of innovation really came from the fact that the this organization was started with an audacious spirit and it was an audacious spirit not because of um you know audacious belief that we were the only ones who were going to solve the problem or that we were the only organization that can do something but that the problem was so critical and so important that somebody that spirit of needing to do more to, to solve the problem is really what drove us that's just a fantastic journey of innovation for lost and found thank you for sharing all that and and so, Eric, what was your reaction when you received that call that day? Um, I don't think I've ever been more excited and relieved all at the same time. Um, you know, I, I have to share for the, the listeners for this. There's two parts to the story of getting a call from gender that I really appreciated. One was um, our organization went through a pretty significant amount of um, effort this past year to um, support legislation that would eventually invest um, over $2 million in suicide prevention in the state of South Dakota. And at that moment in time, you know, our organization really was carrying a lot of weight for itself to make sure that we could sustain programs and grow, knowing that, you know, there was the opportunity was going to come, it was going to make it, and eventually it did. And so getting the news from Ginger was a, a huge relief for our organization to say, we we have we have this help. This is so critical, such a... a much needed lifeline. Um, but it also was cool too. I think I, I shared this with Ginger. Um, the place where I got the call from, I actually happened to be in Minneapolis uh, that day. And I was at the coffee shop where I got a call from our very first funder saying, you're supported and going right into the pandemic. And so I guess it was just meant to be Ginger. I guess I just need to keep going to that coffee shop, which happens to be called Karma Coffee. So um, something about good karma there. So. Oh, that's great. I love that. Pam, I'm going to shift over to you again. Are there any stories of Black Hill Special Services making an impact that really stand out to you or maybe an individual that was impacted by your work? Sure. We are all about uh, building partnerships. One of our uh, core values is uh, partnerships in our prevail of, of um, core values. So I would say um, we, we have so many partners. So when you ask this question, uh, one, United Way, we we started a, a huge book project with United Way and our uh, Sean Covell. So giving a, a Hoarder the Hoarder book into every hands of every first grader in South Dakota, that was a, just a huge um, impact, but also built just a ton of relationships for us uh, within that. Um, 
I would also just say we, uh, as part of the South Dakota uh, Statewide Family Engagement Center, we have an almost 50% advisory council. And every single one of those uh, council members, um, we work with Department of Health, Department of Social Services, Department of Education. They're in uh, large community-based organizations and smaller community-based organizations and teachers and families and, um, you know, uh, individuals who help us with a lot of our translation services. It, it's um, one thing that we were very surprised about and not even surprised because we knew of the many different languages in South Dakota, but as we're working and translating resources, just to even find that we have languages in South Dakota that are, don't really have a written language, you know, are all pictorial. And so um, I would just say all of those individuals that are contributing to help us make an impact in every community that we're within, uh, that we're working within um, makes a huge impact. And so I don't, I would say if I had to pick one, it would be our advisory council members that are um, out there, cheerleaders for us, but also uh, providing feedback and giving us um, ideas and solutions to help in some of those areas that we're, we're not even uh, aware of that, that need some supports and uh, processes that are out there. Yeah, that's great. And then, you know, Black Hill Special Services does a lot of work. And how has that evolved where you are now that champion for community-led ed education? Oh my gosh, we um a, a little bit like Eric. I don't know what how old our founder was, but I know he was very young. So we started in 1980 with eight, uh, eight employees, and now we're close to 600 employees across the state. And so, I would just say it has evolved. If if anybody, if you don't know Randy Morris, you you needed to know Randy Morris, but he is definitely a mover and shaker and innovator in the state of South Dakota, and he really set the foundation for us. You know, we started as a small um, organization that really focused on providing support to special uh, to special needs, uh, severely cognitive impaired individuals in our 12 member districts. To now, we're working in uh, with the Department of Health, so Health and Human Services. We're working in adult education. We're working in the K-12 sector. We're also working in birth to five. We're providing, um, you know, uh, professional development um, throughout the state. So I would just say uh, we have evolved in in every community and basically, um, you know, helping communities define a lot of times the school system is the heart, the heartbeat of those communities. So as we're working with, with those schools to uh, help them understand relationships and, and what that means to building relationships in a strong community, um, we're able to just provide some wraparound services, no matter what that is, whether it's supports to teachers or supports to family. We work um, in economic development. So if it's an economic development issue, we're able to, if we can't provide the services, we we really are what we call kind of the hinge pin, the, the hinge pin of um, connecting uh, individuals with other entities that can provide those services if we don't. So not only are we there having the capacity or building the capacity, we're also making those connections to individuals and organizations so that we can help to provide uh, whatever support or sustainability needs capacity uh, within that um, community. 
Yeah, that is just, you know, goes to show how lucky we are and fortunate to have like those special services in our state. Eric, I'm gonna shift back over to you again. And, you know, I did ask Pam about that moment or, or story that maybe sticks out with her. How about you? Is there a memorable moment or individual that has stuck with you in your work? Yeah, I think often in our process of development, um, really, I think one of the most critical elements that I have to give uh, or critical people I have to give credit to in this case is Susan Kroger. When Susan Kroger joined our staff, um, almost pushing seven years ago now, it's kind of wild to think about um, really what her work focused on with us was this idea that we know that we need a data-driven model. We know that we need a peer support program. We know that these things are necessary, but ultimately, how are we going to quantify and clarify the need? Um, you know, we can talk about the fact that suicide is impacting so many young adults in our communities. Um, the data is present. You know, the Department of Health does a fantastic job of tracking that, and our our state, frankly, um, has more updated information on suicide than most states in our region. The problem we run into is how do you talk about prevention? Prevention is such a hard thing at times to quantify and show and demonstrate impact in. And really Susan's presence in the organization seven years ago is what set us on a track record combined with a new strategy and new funders and new supporters and new partners um, that gave us sort of the scale of people feeling that they had real impact, which they were having. Um, but being able to also accompany that with how do we measure this? How do we demonstrate this? How do we show impact? And, and that presence of her as an, in our organization, which you know continues in, in some ways still today and in many ways today through the team that she's helped build, um, I think is a really critical element and a critical point for us to always acknowledge and recognize. Um, then I think too, I can't talk about Lost Note without talking about the, the impact of the pandemic. Um, you know, our organization came into the pandemic with. Um, uh, a very timely uh, philanthropic support. Um, we had a, a very fortunate support um, come in um, at the end of 2019 into 2020 that made a difference for us to sustain ourselves. But the pandemic shut down our operations in pretty much every way, shape and form. Couldn't go to campuses, couldn't work, do work with students directly. And so we had to pivot and shift. And ultimately what that did is actually it strengthened our organization in ways that I can't always describe other than um, it moved us online. It helped us find ways to connect digitally. Um, it also gave people a reason to talk about mental health. Um, I think that really in so many ways, um, the pandemic has been something that's had such a dramatic and, and at many times mostly negative impact on folks. The one positive I think that we could always look for out of this for lost and found is the fact that if it forces us to be innovative because it forces us to connect with each other in ways that we didn't know how to before. Um, and it also gave people a reason to talk about mental health and that it made it much more relatable for, for folks to understand and see. And so um, that person, Susan, and, and that, that time pandemic, I think are two really, in many ways, critical forces that I, I think of what I think of what's driven our innovation and the work that we do. So Eric, Lost and Found has been inclusive and collaborative in developing a mobile app as a peer support tool. How did this technology change how you're operating those you serve going forward? 
Well, once again, Ginger, I have to give my thanks to South Dakota Community Foundation for the support on that. Uh, we were really grateful to receive a Beyond Innovation grant um, a few months before receiving the Bush Prize to develop a mobile application called ReachU to support our peer mentorship program. And really what that app was meant to do is to build on an existing technology created by um, Dylan Bassett at ReachU, a team um, that I was connected with while I was in uh, Minneapolis at the University of Minnesota, one of my students um, at the Carlson School of Management, um, to really find ways to leverage a student-developed and student-designed tool for uh, connecting to resources on a college campus for mental health. Sounds pretty familiar if you're following Lost and Found. We really like student-led things. And what is really cool about ReachU is that it's not meant to be all and all as, an, as a, an application or as a technology. It's really meant to be a supportive tool for a program that's known to work. Uh, peer mentorship through Lost and Found, um, our peer-to-peer -peer program has a 100% success rate in helping students meet the goals that they identify in the program. Um, over 98% satisfaction, um, hard to beat that most of the time. Um, but also it's a program that's demonstrated through data to build resilience. And so what we knew as a need uh, was that our students were engaging with us in kind of a hodgepodge of ways, um, ways that they needed to communicate with their mentor through email, uh, filling out surveys, things that wouldn't necessarily um, be easy to connect with. And so the application is really a tool meant to streamline everything onto one platform, make it easy for folks to engage and eventually create tools that they can communicate with um, each other via that app and be able to, to self-check and, and understand, you know, how, how am I doing? How am I how am I living right now? And how am I doing in terms of meeting my goals for the program? And so it's an, I, I know based on the feedback from our students, it'll be a really effective tool for them and make it easier also on all of us trying to operate um, what's a really, in many ways, time intensive and relationship intensive program to really make it easy for folks to connect, stay connected, um, give feedback, receive feedback quickly, uh, but most importantly, always have the knowledge in their in their hands that they are supported and that there are many supports available to them in a way that is not just about handing somebody a, a technology or a tool. Um, it's really that tool is connected to people, and that's maybe what makes it the most innovative and most helpful. Well, I want to congratulate you both again on being a 2023 Bush Prize South Dakota recipient. Uh, the work that you're both doing is making a big impact in our state. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners today that might not be familiar with your work? Sure. We are just very grateful. Um, we've had a long-standing relationship with the South Dakota Community Foundation. It was exciting that you guys uh, brought the Bush Prize um, specific to South Dakota. So thank you for um, selecting us as one of the winners. We are doing, um, again, not only across uh, Black Hill Special Services Cooperative, but specifically in the community and family 
uh, division of Black Hill Special Services, we're doing and making such a huge impact for families and students and um, communities across South Dakota, uh, starting with building leadership teams within uh, within those um, schools, working with um, uh, to develop what we call family engagement champions so that, you know, just really we know that if um, our schools and families are working together, students are going to, to be more successful. And so just um, being aware of the South Dakota Statewide Family Engagement Center, there are uh, thousands of free resources on that website, uh, just sfec.org uh, within South Dakota. So if, if you're unfamiliar with uh, that project, to go reach out and, and find some of the many resources, not only for educators, students, but for uh, we really work with three pillars, and that is kind of our birth to five, and then our K-12 pillar, and our college and career readiness pillar. So we're excited to actually, um, as I said, we've been um, working in a lot of our schools, and I think Morgan actually talked to Eric uh, when we did the morning show uh, about partnerships and ways that we can even connect. So it's been fun, not only uh, just continuing our partnerships, but to form this new uh, relationship with Eric and his team and hopefully uh, get, uh, get gains, being able to uh, promote them and, and the work that they're doing and through our college and career readiness. And really, honestly, just as we're continuing to work with families, we're, we're excited and um, just, again, very, very honored to have been selected and excited to um, go out and continue to make an impact in South Dakota. How about you, Eric? Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Well, I have to say, I, I love these conversations because to Pam's point, um, sometimes the most unlikely of connections creates partnerships. I'm really grateful to have a chance to connect with Black Hill Special Services and form partnership together um, and then the Black Hills and, and of course around the state as well. Um, what I hope folks know from today is that so often um, we think about what it means to serve our community and we think about the ways and, and needs that are in our community. And so often we ask nonprofits to really make do and do our best uh, with very limited resources or do the best we can to uh, meet these overwhelming community needs that sometimes pop up. Um, what I really hope folks find from today's conversation, especially and from the work the South Dakota Community Foundation is doing is that um, there are really powerful organizations in our state that are doing really tremendous work, uh, but they do it in teams. They do it in partnership um, and they do it really for the good of the community and, and truly for purposes at times that we might not think of it as innovative, but it is innovative and it is new and it is helpful uh, for our state. And so I'm just really grateful, Ginger, not just for the support, but the fact that you're you're giving uh, Pam and I and our organizations a chance to share a little bit about the work that we do and, and in the issue areas that we solve. I know Black Hill Special Services does so much work in so many different areas across our state. Um, it's really, frankly, impressive to see that spread and that that ability to have an impact everywhere in the state of South Dakota. Um, I know I cannot take credit entirely for the work that we do at Lost and Found. We have a fantastic team. And I, I also want folks to know in the, in the fight against suicide in our state, um, there are a lot of partners that we work with and a lot of organizations working together and rowing together, frankly, to make a difference. And so um, know that the issue is something that a lot of folks are working very diligently to address, but um, that these programs like the Bush Prize um, don't just recognize nonprofits, they give us really 
frankly necessary resources we need to continue to work and make an impact and so thanks to you and your team ginger for making the bush prize happen here in south dakota for supporting us um, i hope folks know that there are, are nonprofits that they can believe in and trust in because of the program yes well thank you and and thank you to both of you this has just been wonderful to learn more about your organizations and the problem solving you're doing within your communities. I've said this before, but South Dakota is really a better place because of the work that you're doing here. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can partner with the South Dakota Community Foundation to bring your charitable goals to life, please find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or visit our website at www.sdcommunityfoundation.org.